Good morning, goddesses and gods alike. This is Shannon, and I'm your host, and you're listening to the Goddess Morning Show podcast, where you can tune in every weekday morning for an approximately 20-minute long episode to start your day with updates on things that matter to a community of awake and conscious individuals who seek the divine feminine in all we do. We sift through all the copious amounts of information on the internet to bring you news and information on the things that matter to you. Tune in to hear about environmental news and book releases, interviews with thought leaders influencing the awakening of humanity, the moon phases, planetary positions, crystal healing, herbal and holistic health, guidance on green living, and that's just naming a few. Please remember to subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you are listening to us on right now. Be blessed. Namaste. Good morning, goddesses and gods alike. Today is March 11th. It is Wednesday, 2020, and this is the Goddess Morning Show. I am your host, Shannon, and we are taking a look at the first article for today, which comes to us from tinyritual.com, and it's your guide to spring cleaning written March 8th this year. Spring is upon us. Maybe it felt like spring for months where you live. Lucky you. Whether you're experiencing summer weather or have yet another snowfall, spring is here. And we can all agree that this time of year is the perfect time to get down and dirty and clean, cleanse, and renew your home. Spring represents a time of fertility, renewal, new beginnings, growth, and rebirth. As we enter spring, we also enter the first sign of the zodiac, Aries. And so spring marks the beginning of a new cycle. We want to approach this season with clarity of thought, action, and excitement as we move forward towards our goals and intentions. It's hard to feel inspired when we have a dirty, cluttered home. If you're reading this before spring is officially here, I would recommend getting on this deep clean now. Yes, it will take a lot of work, but I promise you won't regret it. Whether you're prepping for spring, need a deep cleanse of the home, or are looking for inspired ways to clean magically, this is the guide for you. Warning, depending on the size of your home, tackling it all in one day might seem daunting. Break it up, room by room or floor by floor. It does not have to be done all at once. So let's talk about magical cleaning. Whenever I do a deep clean of a room or the house, I have this renewed sense of inspiration flood over me. Like anything is possible. Anything can be created in this space and a feeling of being grounded immediately enters my body. In fact, turning my house into a sanctuary is a personal goal for 2020. So you better believe I'm following through on these tips I'm sharing with you. Incorporating any kind of folk or magical practice into my mundane life is a must. For example, brushing my teeth by candlelight, keeping a broom at my front door for protection and energetic clearing, and placing crystals into my houseplants are a little magical tip that make me feel a little more enchanted. So far this spring clean, we're going to work with the four elements, earth, air, water, and fire, to invoke a little more magic in a task that can be less than appealing. The four elements and their correspondences. The four elements are a major component in magical workings. The four elements together embody the natural world and are integral in our existence and life thriving on this planet. In many 
pagan-based or earth-based ceremonies, you will likely start the circle by welcoming in the elements. Each element represents a cardinal point on the compass, usually starting with the east and the element of air, then the south and the element of fire, the west, element of water, and finally north, the element of earth. These can be different depending on what tradition you are following or geographically located. To start your clearing, you'll begin by inviting the element of air in the direction of east. The element of air is associated with communication, spirit, knowledge, wisdom, and speech. In our cleaning ritual, you'll use the element of air to clean and clear. There are many things you can do symbolically to invite air, smudge, light incense, open the doors and windows, turn on a fan, chime some bells, wave around a feather, pick one or a few that work for you. Start in the east corner and walk clockwise, either with burning herbs or incense or feather. It'll start getting the energy clearing and a great way to start your cleaning ritual with a touch of magic. As you return back to your east corner, you can even state your intention. My intention is to clean my home of all negative, stale, and stagnant energy and to bring in abundant, clean, and fresh energy. So use that and play with it and make it your own. Dust. Now would be the optimal time to get out your feather duster or dusting cloths and get busy. Bookshelves, window seals, desks, shelves, tables. It will feel so good. Sweep. Do a big sweep inside and out. If you're anything like me with a dog and old wood floors that trap all the dirt, dust, and dog hairs, you can definitely opt to vacuum instead. However, I would really recommend getting out a broom and at least sweeping by your front door, your front steps, or walk if you have them, your patio or balcony. The action of sweeping is old and symbolic. It represents a sweeping out of the old energy. There is also a protective element that is associated with brooms, and that's why you may have heard or seen many people keeping brooms by entrances keep out the bad and clear out the negative. No cutting corners here. Move furniture, get behind desks, under couches, behind shoe racks, no dirt left behind. Since you have your broom out, look for any cobwebs way up high in the corners of rooms or windows. Fire. Now we have the element of fire in the direction of the south. Fire is associated with transformation, endings, passion, will, and creativity. You'll be working with the element of fire to transform and purify your space. So how do you do that? Candles. I would really recommend using beeswax candles for this because not only do they represent the transformational element of fire, they also cleanse and purify the air. Beeswax candles are amazing and all the dust you may have distributed or disturbed into the air will be clean, cleansed with by these powerful gifts from the bees. If you can't get your hands on beeswax candles, any candle will do. You just don't get that added purification of the air. Burn the old. Think if you might have any old intentions written on pieces of paper around your home, tucked into journals, sitting under crystals, tucked into a potted plant. This would be a great time to burn them. Grab a fireproof bowl or cauldron and get busy. If you're lucky enough to have some outdoor space and have a small bonfire, that would be amazing. The act of burning really helps to cut energetic ties. So if you have anything you want to let go of, toss that in the fire too. All right, water. Next we have water in the direction of the west. Water is associated with the goddess, healing, fertility, rebirth, emotions, and cleansing. You'll be using the water to cleanse, clear, and purify your home. Wipe. 
First, clean all your windows. Vinegar is great for this. Then using a wet cloth, wipe down the window seals, door frames, doorknobs, banisters, any place that is high traffic or hasn't been cleaned in a while. Then tackle the kitchen and bathroom, wiping down all the faucets, sinks, tubs, toilet, you know what to do. Mop, final step here in the cleaning process is mopping. Any bare floor you have needs a good mop. I always add essential oils to my mop water based on whatever kind of energy I want to invoke. For example, if I want to invite in joy, I'll use orange, lemon, or grapefruit. If I want to invite clarity of thought, I'll use rosemary or lemongrass. If I want a deep disinfecting cleanse, I'll use tea tree. You might want to change your bucket of water halfway through, uh, or if you have a giant messy dog, maybe a few times. Okay, earth. Finally, we arrive at earth and the direction of the north. Earth represents all things stabilizing, supportive, grounding. Then there's an endurance and strength that comes from the earth, as well as fertility and abundance. Plants. If you have house plants, now would be the time to send some love to these babies. Wipe down their leaves, trim away any dead leaves or flowers, and repot any that need a little more space. If you don't have any potted plants, I would highly recommend getting at least one. They bring in life, joy, grounding, and growth. If you travel a lot, pick up a low-maintenance plant like succulents, spider plants, or snake plants. Cleanse your crystals. Chances are, since you're reading this, you probably have at least one crystal. And there's a good chance you have a whole collection. It's important we take care of these magical gifts from the earth. A great way to cleanse your crystals is by cleaning and clearing, grounding them in a bowl of sea salt. Fill the bottom of a bowl or casserole dish with sea salt and place all your crystals in it. They don't have to be completely submerged. Before I was fortunate enough to have outdoor space, I used to ground and clear my crystals in potted plants. You can do this too. Or if you have enough outdoor space, place them on the earth overnight. Clutter. This guide isn't so much about deep cleansing on the clutter. However, if you have it in you, this would be the time to do so. Anything that you would consider dead energy in your home has to go. If you don't love it or need it, usher it out. Closing. When you're all done on your deep clean, congratulations. Finish the same way you started. Grab your tool that represents air and head back to the east corner of your home. Walk in a counterclockwise direction. When you return back to the east corner, give thanks for all the energies that you help cleanse, clear, transform, and uplift your home. Now the trick is to maintain. Try not to let everything fall back to the way it was. Create daily habits to help support a clean home, free of stagnant energy. I have created a new affirmation for myself. I create order and beauty wherever I go. This is helping me build new habits to keep things tidy and rewrite the old narrative that I am a messy person. It's working. Try it yourself and watch new habits unfold before you and turn your home into your new personal sanctuary. All right, coming up, we are talking about Ostara, which this article comes to us from pathos.com, and it's decorating eggs in celebration of spring equinox. And this article was written March 2nd of this year by Gwen. Over the last week, Michigan has been transformed in the ice planet. Temperatures have been hovering in the low teens, and inches of fluffy white snow have filled our lawns, sidewalks, and highways. In spite of the weather, spring is just around the corner with the vernal equinox a few weeks away. A seasonal celebration that brings hope and renewal to those who observe it, 
especially for people in the colder climates. Spring crocus. Spring brings great joy to me. I love watching the trees green up with new leaves. It is light when flowers such as crocus and tulip poke their tendrils up through ice, still icy ground, bringing color into an otherwise gray world. For Northern Hemisphere pagans, the spring equinox signals the wheel of the year turning to Ostara. I find celebrating the vernal equinox or Ostara a wonderful release of the winter hermit's energy. And what better way is there to get into this spring holiday mood than to decorate some eggs? Ostara eggs are cheerful. Why decorate them? Well, coloring eggs is beautiful shades of green, yellow, red, and blue celebrate spring. It takes me back to fond memories of childhood decorating Easter eggs with my siblings. When I was a child and our local schools were closed on Good Friday, my mother would hard boil two cartons of eggs. Then my siblings and I would spend the morning coloring those eggs in preparation for Easter supper on Sunday. Growing up, I never understood how this activity could be part of a religious celebration for a man from the ancient Middle East. But as an adult, I've learned that cultures around the world have celebrated the concepts of fertility, renewal, and rejuvenation at spring for thousands of years with decorated or colored eggs as a common theme. For instance, the Iranian New Year, Nor Nowruz, also known as New Day or the Persian New Year, falls on the spring equinox, and decorated eggs are part of their celebration. Ukrainians have a tradition of decorated eggs known as pysenka, utilizing wax to create intricate shapes before the egg is colored, which might date back to the worship of Dasboa from pre-Christian times. Ancient Germanic cultures could have included color eggs in their spring celebrations as well. As I think on it now, it's not at all strange that ancient Christians brought their customs and celebrations into their new religion. People tend to stick with what they know. Decorating an egg as a symbol of Christian resurrection or new life? Sure. Why not when the egg already holds that meaning? All right. Astara, Eostra, and the egg. Pagan traditions connect a Germanic English goddess known as Eostra with decorated eggs and rabbits in connection to spring. Eostra's name is said to be the origin of the word Easter in connection to the Christian holiday. However, there is little to no evidence of this goddess beyond the work of a monk known as the Venerable Bede. Even so, unverified personal gnosis has given life to Eostra's mythology as a fertility or dawn goddess, connecting her to the annual celebration of springs, including the known symbology of decorated eggs, bunnies, flowers, etc. A modern story of Eostra and her connection to eggs and rabbits goes something like this. One day, as the goddess Eostra walked through a forest, she came across an injured bird. Seeing the bird so near to death grieved the goddess's heart, so she decided to save the bird. Eostra transformed the injured bird into a healthy young rabbit. When the bird awoke, she found herself healed and changed from her former state, but not through a complete transformation. The former bird discovered that even as a rabbit, she could lay eggs. Happy to have another chance at life, the rabbit decorated the eggs and lay and gave them to Ostra as an offering of thanks. There are many ways to color eggs. Regardless of the origin of decorated eggs for spring celebrations, 
The activity is one that can bring joy and life into a household, whether done with a family, a group of children, or a gathering of friends. Decorating eggs for Ostara is a way to reconnect with each other and await the awakening of the land for spring. For those who prefer to use non-animal byproducts, uh, not to use animal byproducts such as chicken eggs, one can use paper mache, plastic, wood, or other types of materials to create beautiful eggs as part of a spring or Ostara celebration. While you might not be able to use the decorating methods list below, if using an alternative egg-shaped material, there are many decorating options including paint, markers, wax crayons, glue to affix beads, seeds, etc. Let your imagination run wild. So if you want to decorate eggs with natural dyes, you can use red beets for pink to red, red onion skins for pale purple to red, red cabbage for blue, spinach for green, cherries and strawberries for deep red, purple grape juice for lavender, raspberries or blackberries for pink purple, blueberries for blue, yellow or green apple peels for yellow green, carrots, yellow orange, and natural dyes will take longer to work than store-bought kits. These are synthetic dyes, so they work faster in the store-bought kits. Leave the eggs to soak overnight for better color. So if you want to make natural dyes, step one, chop or mash your fruit and veggies until you have enough to fill about four cups. Step two, boil them in four cups of water and two tablespoons of white vinegar. Step three, leave it to simmer for about 30 minutes and strain out any leftover fruit or vegetable bits. Step four, place each color in a separate bowl and leave hard-boiled or hollowed-out eggs to soak overnight. All right, moving on to our next article. Um, it says, uh, sorry, I have to scroll down a little bit. We have a magical hand sanitizer recipe, and this is for people that have no hand sanitizer in their stores right now with the coronavirus going around. So how do you make it? The ingredients are two cups, 99% rubbing alcohol. No, don't use vodka or anything else, just rubbing alcohol. And one cup aloe vera gel. And a fourth cup Florida water cologne. 10 drops lavender essential oil, 10 drops peppermint essential oil, six drops thyme essential oil, and you'll need a plastic bowl and spoon for mixing and a plastic funnel and a bottle for your finished mixture. Combine all the ingredients into your bowl and mix well. Magical practice dictates that you should stir this counterclockwise to help banish unwanted energy from your life and your hands. Then use the funnel to fill your bottle or container. Use liberally and as with regular sanitizer, don't eat it and try not to get it in your eyes or other orifices. The oils included here have antiviral properties, so they can give you some extra protections for when combating illnesses. Lavender is a great all-purpose oil. It can also bring peace and calm to a situation. Both peppermint and thyme are also antiviral as well, as magically providing luck, healing, and success, which everyone needs right now. There is, however, no substitute for washing your hands for at least 45 seconds or more, Please know that this is not medical advice and should not be used as such. Please do everything you can to keep yourself and those you love healthy and be careful out there. 
All right, we don't have time for, well, maybe we can. Um, I'm going to read this article on heading into Ostara, and it says, first, let things go. And this article was written on March 5th of this year by Lisa Wagner. And it says, Ostara and the vernal equinox are soon upon us, and the impending day Impending joy of warmer weather and the eagerness to be outside and work in our gardens, it is important to let a few things go first. While we hibernate in the winter and revel in the dark, we tend to rush headlong into the light, forgetting to bury or shed certain things before springing forward. The planet is an unceasing turmoil, and the political landscape is messy and scary. Social media is filled with anxiety and anger. We all face life challenges and our world rolls onward, despite deaths and endings. We tend to view Ostara as a time of planting more seeds. Think about it. Our life is filled with plantings and more plantings, whether it be literal seeds and plants or the metaphorical seeds we want to plant for events to bloom in our lives. How do we prepare? Before we plant, we cultivate the soil and remove any debris that may have gathered in the winter. Shouldn't we be doing this the same in our lives? A few things we can let go of as we head into this season are noted below. Be sure to add your own to the list and let me know what you're thinking of letting go of as we head into the start of growth as the wheel of the year turns onward. Expectations. My favorite saying is let go of expectations. Forget about how things should be. If we start at zero, we can only go upward, right? So examine your life and see what expectations we are holding on to ever so tightly. Do you have expectations of your relationship, but it doesn't seem to be going anywhere? Take some time to look at it closely and see if you are truly content with the way things are, or if you are so conditioned to expect the next big thing, as you have been doing all along, you may have missed, uh, so doing all along. I have done this myself, always thinking ahead and feeling disappointed when things don't happen the way I've planned. Yet after a few times of having zero expectations, I'm pleasantly surprised how much more things just flow when I'm not hanging on quite so tight to my vision of the way things should be happening. Jealousy and envy. Are you coveting your friend's life? Does her or his life seem full of exciting adventures and happenings while yours remains sort of blah? Let go of trying to keep up with others and focus on what you want. Inspiration and emulating straddle a very fine line. So be aware of how your actions are affecting your mental health. Your friend with the exciting life may be full of insecurities themselves, or they could be living their life just not really caring about others' opinions. What you are envying is that they are following their vision. So think about yours and what you can do further your vision along. Maybe take up a new hobby or class and focus on what makes you happy. You will have less time worrying about your friend is up to and actually enjoy catching up with each other because you will have your own exciting updates to share. Caring about what others think. Does it really matter what others think of you? If your answer is resounding yes, then I urge you to consider why. We have one life to live, so why spend it worrying about others? It's not selfish to focus on what is important to you, so try doing that instead and see how you feel. Coco Chanel supposedly once said, I don't care what you think of me, I don't think about you at all. 
Look at what she accomplished in her lifetime. If she had gotten bogged down by carrying what other people thought of her work, then we wouldn't have as much of her artistic fashion in this world. Do the same with yourself and start with small actions at first. See how you feel not caring about what others think. Feels good. Feels a little scary. That is what growth feels like. So embrace it and enjoy the outcomes of your actions and plans. Condescension and superiority. We all know the term mansplaining, yet what is the word when women do it? If you enjoy sharing your wisdom, examine if you are truly trying to help people or if you are showing off for them. If you enjoy your practice and enjoy talking about it, take a moment to examine the audience you are sharing it with. Are their eyes glazed over? Do they give you pat answers like, that's great, and then just scurry away? Again, there is a fine line between sharing your knowledge and inundating people with what you've gleaned. We can all share with each other, but also try listening to those you are sharing with, and they may have wanted a simple answer to a question, not the entire encyclopedia you just unleashed on them. And please don't pity your audience. Be excited they want to learn. Condescension can creep in if we feel we are superior with our knowledge, so switch that up to feeling grateful you have knowledge to share and not how your audience and note how your audience reacts. As for me, I am letting go of running away from things. I tend to just leave and not stand my ground because I don't think it's worth my energy or I think it will be a waste of my time. Lately, I have been practicing sticking around, standing up for my beliefs and vision, and it's been challenging yet gratifying. I feel stronger in my energy, which fiercely protect it, sometimes even more energized by my focus on what is important to me and my vision. I am letting go of expectations when I am un in uncharted territory and really focusing on and enjoying being present in the moment. It's a practice I return to again and again. It has resulted in some beautiful encounters. I plan on continuing with that path. May your vernal equinox bloom with a sense of growth and steady nurturing for yourself. So that's our show for today. As always, we'd love for you to subscribe so you get a download of each new podcast Monday through Friday. And if you have any tips, comments, or suggestions, you can email us at fromasheswerise2 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a very blessed day. Nom this episode of the Goddess Morning Show is brought to you by From Ashes We Rise To.com, where you can get wellness coaching using holistic methods of healing, purchase our handcrafted, custom blended, organic, non GMO herbal teas that are crafted with love and also order hand-poured soy candles infused with love and pure essential oils and herbs to heal using aromatherapy. Visit our website at fromasheswerise2.com. That's fromasheswerise with the number 2.com to read more about these products and services. Have a blessed day.